Welcome back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, guys. This sports education podcast for young athletes where you learn to break your mental and physical limitations as well as learn the business side of sports. I'm your host, Tola Ugulewe, and this is episode 664. Develop strategic brilliance, set little goals, and make your determination greater than your fears. He is the most successful male rower in Olympic history and the only man to win gold medals in endurance sports at five Olympic Games. Today on the show, British great Sir Steve Redgrave. I don't care what sport it is. <laughs> to be able to qualify for five Olympic Games is in itself special. But to win gold medals, not just any medal, gold medals at those five Olympic Games is something special. The Olympic Games is every four years. So to go to five Olympic Games, you need 20 years. Like, that is absolutely special. As an athlete, you not only battle the physical side of sports, you also battle the mental side. So for you to stay long in a sport and enjoy longevity, you need mental focus and you also need to be in shape. I mean, if your body is falling apart, how are you going to compete? So Steve Redgrave had it all. For anyone who knows rowing, it is such a physically demanding sport. Upper body strength and core strength are key on the physical side. Then you have the mental strength to focus and keep rowing. Even when you're tired, that's why you see them. They'll just be rowing. They'll just, as in, takes a lot of mental strength. Redgrave took up rowing at the age of 16 and he never looked back. In 1979, he represented his country at the World Junior Championships. The only way from there was for him to continue to improve and to continue to go up. Four years later, at the age of 22, he would compete in his first olympic games you see up to that point no athlete from great britain had medaled in rowing since 1948 the sport had suffered some sort of a downward spiral but as luck would have it new life was injected into rowing just before the 1984 games the reward was gold medal for the country and also for redgrave the first for the nation since 1948 And of course, it wasn't going to be the last. Four years later, in Seoul, Redgrave, with a new team, won another gold medal. Even if you thought it was a fluke, in 1986 and 1987, Redgrave and his team won the world championships in their category. While many athletes would have been thinking of retiring, who can blame them? Come on, you've achieved a lot. Redgrave was on the prowl at the 1992 Olympic Games in Barcelona. Together with Matthew Pinsent, Redgrave won his third Olympic gold medal. They will repeat that feat in Atlanta at the 1996 Games. At that point, four Olympic gold medals in hand. Even Redgrave temporarily stepped away from the sport. So he told people, he said, if you see me near a boat... You know, I give you permission to shoot me. But guess what? Just days later, he was already back training. You see, that's the thing with great athletes. He felt he had more 
to give. Unlike sports like boxing and mixed martial arts where continuing to perform in old age is very very dangerous. With rowing, you run no such risk. At the age of 38, he decided to go for his 5th Olympic Games and chase his 5th Olympic gold medal consecutively by the way so it's not like oh he took a break he missed one Olympics no consecutively and he got it gold medal number five immediately after he was knighted by her majesty the queen sir Steve Redgrave when all was said and done he won five gold and one bronze Olympic medal nine golds two silver and one bronze world championship medal and three commonwealth gold medals he is one of a select few athletes who have won five gold medals in the olympics whether consecutively or otherwise he's one of a select few i think there are only four athletes who have ever done it today he's your mentor guys and there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Sir Steve Redgrave. And the first lesson, guys, is develop strategic brilliance. Develop strategic brilliance. You see, this is more or less like sports IQ. But you see, it's it's sports IQ with a twist because it doesn't necessarily have to do with execution. So I'll explain. You know, I've talked about on the podcast before, you know, the essence or the idea behind having a sports iq so basically when we talk about sports iq it's look you have the technique to play that your sport or to do that particular thing so you can pass you can shoot but do you know when to actually do that thing you know so in basketball now when do you throw a lob pass when you throw a bounce pass when do you throw it behind the behind the back pass how do you make all those decisions how well do you understand the game to be able to make the right decision at the right time. You know, so anybody can do a bounce pass, but are you doing it at the right time? So that's one side of sports performance. See, the other side of sports IQ, rather, the other side of sports IQ, you know, is where it now comes to strategy and tactics. And you see, I, I'll be honest, you see, one of the first times that I ever learned this, you know, and, and, and actually came to my realization was when I was watching the NBA Finals. I can't remember which of the NBA Finals but LeBron James was playing in it. You know, and this was a guy who, um, I don't know if he was with Cleveland then or if he was with Miami then, one of them. You know, and what you would see, so obviously during the game, you know, they got the ball, you know, they would pass around, they would score and all of that and all of that. You know, but I noticed that during the game, there were certain points where... LeBron's team had the ball and he hurried up. You have 24 seconds on the shot clock, right, to shoot in basketball. He hurried up the point to either make a basket or miss the basket so that, you know, the opponent gets the ball and their time begins to count. So there's something to talk about in basketball about having the last possession and timing for the last possession. You see, that's strategy. You see, because it doesn't have anything to do with shooting, doesn't have anything to do with passing. But you know that, hey, if I run down the shot clock before I shoot, how does that turn to an advantage for my team? If I don't allow the shot clock expire, so I have 24 seconds on the shot clock, I try to use 5 seconds of those shot clocks so that the possession passes to the other team. They then have 24 seconds. Whatever they do with that 24 seconds, doesn't matter. But they are doing it to a particular end. And you see, you have the same thing when it comes to distance running. 
in sports, so all this your marathons, 10,000 meters, and all of that, you would have the pace setters, and then you have the guys who, of course, are favorites for the race, they have to keep up with the pace setters, you know, and then maybe they take over. So, it's strategy. And when we talked at um, Emil Zatopek, so I think that was two weeks ago, there about on the podcast, legendary distance runner. One of the races that he won at the Olympic Games, the marathon, yes, which was his first ever marathon that he ran. And he was competing against the world record holder in that marathon. You know, and there was a point during the race where he goes up beside the guy, the world champion, the, the world record holder, you know, and he asked him, you know, is the pace too fast? Now, obviously, the guy looked at him and was like, why would you be talking to me in the middle of a race? Like, please, just do it. Do whatever it is you want to do. And he kind of like shrugged or something. Now, Emil knew from his response that, ah, this pace must be killing him. So, I just need to keep at it. Of course, he goes on, smashes the Olympic record, wins the gold medal. What's my point, guys? You see, you have to develop strategic brilliance. You see, all the people that talked about Steve Redgrave and how he was able to enjoy such longevity in rowing, was that he was a master of strategy he was a master of strategy and i've said this so many times guys there is no sport in the world there is no sport you can play that does not have a tactical element to it there is no sport you can play that does not have a tactical element to it if it has a tactical element to it it means that a strategy can be developed from that thing it means that a strategy can be developed from that thing. And that's what Steve Redgrave was known for. You see, this was a guy who he knew when to power down on the rolling, you know, so that he was able to either finish the race strong. Or I remember one of the Olympic Games where they went, you know, in the quarterfinals and the semifinals, they were one of the slowest to qualify for the finals. Why? He and his teammates were conserving their energy for that finals. He said, hey, is the quarters, is the semis, let's just qualify. When we get to the finals, we'll be fresher than these guys. Then also, at the start of the race, there are some times that they're going to slow down. They're not going to power, power, power. Whilst their opponents, who will be in the lead, will be powering and exhausting themselves. When it gets to the final third of the race, boom! They pick up speed, start rowing so hard, and of course, they end up winning. It was a master strategist when it came to rowing. I see that's one of the key lessons that I want you to learn as an athlete, especially you guys who are in sports that are confrontational, either one to one, two to two. So, you know, your tennis, boxing, you know, mixed martial arts, badminton, lawn tennis, table tennis, all those single sports. You know, and of course, it would also work in basketball, but it's just that you have more people, you know, to deal with. You see, you have to start thinking strategy. It's extremely key if you are going to experience any sort of success. When it comes to sports, you have to start thinking strategy extremely clear. And this is one of the things that helped Steve Redgrave, you know, have that longevity in the sport. So, you know, when he was 38, when he was 32, when he was getting old and, you know, pure power could not get him through, he outwitted his opponents through strategy. Strategy. You know, so yes, I'm not strong. Yes, I'm not as fresh. But guess what? I'm going to beat them with strategy. And we're going to win. And of course, you saw how that played out. First lesson, guys, from Sir Steve Redgrave, develop strategic brilliance. And the second lesson is set little goals in your sport. Set little goals in your sport. Now, I, I found this lesson absolutely fascinating. You know, in the sense that, 
and of course i've told you guys so many times goal setting mastery you need to be setting the right goals as an athlete if you are not setting the right goals as an athlete it means that everything you are doing from a foundational point is flawed that's just the truth everything you are doing from a foundational point is flawed if you are not setting the right goals the goal determines what you want to work on you know you want to go to university to get a law degree you're going to read law books but if you find yourself reading medical books or engineering books how are you going to get the law degree the goal was wrong so the thing you wanted to work on was also wrong so the goal determines what you want to work on athletebashu.com forward slash mastery or goal setting mastery to get your hands on that you need to start learning how to set goals the right way guys it's absolutely important anyways back to sastri red game you know so you know how as an athlete you always think you know for, for for example whilst i was performing as a young athlete it was something that i always thought about that you see these athletes who they prepare four years for an olympic games they prepare two years for the world championship how is it that you know that they're, they're able to stay the course how is it that they are able to maintain such a level of focus like won't you get tired like won't you just be like oh man this olympic games is in like so so and so time how do they you know stay focused and of course this same question was asked to sir steve redgrave so imagine how happy i was when i found this you know and they asked him they said look five olympic games five olympic games five olympic gold medals how how were you able to do it 20 years how were you able to stay focused how were you able to stay training how were you able to do all these things that you did right and of course he says to the guy who was interviewing him he said what we did was that we had six monthly assessments every single time so all they needed to do was they needed to look forward to the next assessment like oh can you see how genius that is all they needed to do was look forward to the next assessment and the next assessment and the next assessment and of course before you know it those four years are up and they are ready for those olympic games you see it's the same thing that kick and rando did so i've shared the story of kick and rando before on the podcast where you know she she and her team sat down and said look i want to become an olympic champion and he said it's going to take you 10 years to become an olympic champion this is what you're going to need to do this is what you're going to need to do you know and, and stuff like that we're going to set these milestones that tells us if you are on track that tells us if you are on course for this thing that you say you want to do and of course at every milestone they will check in are we on course yes we are are we on course yes we are guess what she achieved that dream and she became an olympic champion you see guys you need to set little goals and i shared this um i don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago on the podcast how to have how not to have any regrets and how you need to set short-term mid-term and long-term goals so if you're only looking at the long-term goals you're not going to know that you are actually achieving stuff in the build-up to that long-term goal but if you set short-term mid-term and long-term that short-term is a victory which you should celebrate the middle the midterm is a victory which you should celebrate and of course the long-term goal is the ultimate package you see guys you have to set little goals it's going to keep you going it's going to keep you pumped up it's it's going to keep you 
um, knowing that you are doing something. And that's what Sassive Red gave you. So they had six monthly assessments every single month. So they had to look forward to the assessments. If they didn't do well in the assessment, it means they were slacking in training. If they did well in the assessment, it meant they were on track. And that's how for five Olympic Games, they were able to do it. So the point where five Olympic gold medals. Second lesson, guys, from Sir Steve Redgrave, set little goals. Now, the final lesson, guys, is make your determination greater than your fear. Make your determination greater than your fear. Now, you have heard all the things that we talked about with Sir Steve Redgrave. And you might be thinking, ah, oh, it was all rosy for him. Uh, you know, it was a guy blessed with good genes and, you know, he was really lucky and all of that. I mean, yes, luck might have played a role. But you see, the part in that story that I don't mention is the fact that Steve Redgrave had diabetes. You know, so either as a young athlete or uh, during his career, he had diabetes. And there was a lot of question about whether or not he was able, to, he was going to be able to make it in the sport. You know, so you had diabetes, obviously... Um, it affects your performance in one way because you have to take insulin, you have to watch what you eat. It's a very complicated. And of course, the type of diabetes that you have, you know, also plays a role and affects, you know, how you do things. So for him to be able to have that, overcome that, pursue his dreams, Olympic champion five times. It tells you everything you need to know. So what's that fear you have? So whether it's a disease, whether it's a condition, whether it's what people have said, whether it's what's that thing that is out there and how is your determination vis-a-vis that thing? So you're staring that thing in the eye. That thing is opposite you. You are staring it in the eye. You guys are having like a face-off. How strong is your determination to succeed in your sport vis-a-vis that fear that you face because what i see with a lot of young athletes is that you allow the fear take control you allow the fear overpower you you allow the fear you 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 give it power so to speak and you're not as determined you see what sir steve redgrave did was that he made his determination one thousand percent and he said irrespective of this thing all these things that i'm chasing in this sport i'm going to get it determination guys is absolutely key and you see the way determination works is that you can't be determined today and then tomorrow you're not determined it's, it's not like motivation now we've agreed that you're not always going to be motivated it's not every time i sit down to record this podcast that i'm motivated to record the podcast but guess what i sit down to record that's different but you see one thing that i know i have is that i'm determined every single week to deliver to you guys the best content as it relates to sports performance that will get you a step closer to the goals that you're chasing in your sport that's that's my promise that's my determination and it's greater than any fear that i might ever have yes somebody might not like the podcast yes somebody might you know say something nasty about the podcast i've never really had that but even if i did my determination is too strong for that fear to take over that's the focus that I want you guys to have, guys. Athlete Maestro, episode 664. Sir Steve Redgrave. Develop strategic brilliance. Set it to goals. And make your determination greater than your fear. Make your determination greater 
than your fear if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review i highly encourage that you do so it won't take you more than 20 seconds it'll be your way of saying thank you and of course you'll be letting other athletes know that when they find the podcast it is a worthwhile resource they can use to keep going and of course to trust the process and everything that it entails athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe you learn how to subscribe you also learn how to leave a rating and review and of course on the website you can check out our free and paid resources all of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations and also understand the business side of sports athlete maestro.com and of course if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athlete maestro.com tola at athlete maestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there i want you to learn all the lessons you can from a legend sir steve redgrave i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day